to the Sexier Than a Squirrel podcast, where games-based training is the future and where a dog's past doesn't define its potential. Today, we're joined by pro dog trainer Katrin, whose passion for rescue dogs transforms lives, both canine and human. Hello, Katrin. Would you be able to tell our audience a little bit about yourself, your pro dog journey, and your passion for rescue dogs? Hi, Dana. Thank you for having me on this podcast. Um, it's a real pleasure to talk to you today. Um, so my name's Katrin. I'm a single dog mom. I'm a PDT geek and genius um, living in Scotland. And I'm currently owning four dogs uh, that I have rehomed from either UK rescues or from overseas. Um, so my real passion is really for rescue dogs. Uh, and I believe that every dog deserves a home, hence why there's four living with me right now. Um, <laughs> While I still work full time uh, in my free time, I do also work as a PDT um, to support other people with their training needs and especially those um, that have come from rescues, people that have rescued. I'm also volunteering at rescue centres and working with them to support prospective owners as well. Wow, that's amazing. And so what makes you so passionate about rescue dogs? Well, I grew up with rescue dogs. Um, so if, when I was a teenager, our very first dog uh, came from Spain. Um, so I don't really know it any other way. Um, so I've always been around them. Um, Sadie, my German Shepherd, um, she was the first dog that I rescued myself. Um, and I would say it was love at first sight um, with the two of us. So um, I was really lucky and I think it was meant to be because when I saw her, on the web page of the rescue I contacted them about her and I was told that a couple was already looking at them and they were about to put her on, on reserve but then they decided against it so I was told you know I can come and see her and literally from that day on you know I knew she was mine um she was a really scared girl when I went to visit her um she wouldn't even walk down the driveway um that's how scared she was but the most amazing thing was that from the minute she stepped into our home, she you could literally tell she knew she was home. She was just a completely different dog. Um, and I always say that we rescued each other because I needed her as much as she needed me. So that just really cemented my passion for rescue dogs. Um, and I really feel like, especially in today's kind of society that rescue dogs are chronically misunderstood and we have put a lot of labels on them for being difficult and having lots of baggage um when actually most of the time that's actually not really the case right their story does not define them right exactly exactly they are just like any other dog um i mean i'm to blame for it myself i sometimes still put labels on my dogs um when i'm asked what type of dogs i have i say i've got a german shepherd a westie and two romanian rescues so immediately i label my romanian rescues for being rescues when actually they're just other types of dogs too um so the fact really is that most rescue dogs if not all of them actually end up in rescue through no fault of their own um and yes they may have baggage but let's be honest we also do have baggage lots of it um and guess what dogs that are not in rescue also have problems um and they're just the same and they're just the lucky ones that um, have not ended up in rescue Absolutely. Absolutely. Because I, you know, there's stories people tell all the time that uh, regardless of where they've gotten their dog, they run into behavior struggles. So it's not just a rescue dog struggle. Yeah. 
Exactly, exactly. It's exactly the same struggles, um, whether whether you have a dog in, in rescue that's reactive or whether that's a dog that has been brought up from puppy and is reactive. It's exactly the same struggle. Um, it's just that some dogs are unfortunate and end up in, in a rescue center. So what do you think makes rescue dogs so special, Katrin? So I find, especially when adopting a dog with a difficult background, um, so I've got obviously Romanian rescues, one of them comes from a very difficult background, um, and there's actually nothing more rewarding and special when you then kind of see them thrive and really open up and feel truly happy and enjoy life. Um, it's kind of like they're showing that gratitude a little bit about you know you giving them a home and them being like really happy and and feeling safe so that's just really one of the most special things to me kind of just seeing how they can thrive and enjoy life and and I feel like you can form really deep connections with these dogs too especially when you're working through behavior struggles together as a team it kind of really deepens that connection you form with your dog as well because it's a lot of work. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. It's a lot of work. But at the end of the day, it's worth it, even though sometimes you might just want to cry. <laughs> um, it's definitely worth it. And just seeing that transformation is just the most rewarding thing ever. <laughs> yeah, I think I think one of the things we focus on with game space training, concept training is the fact that we can reshape their brains no matter what we can reshape them toward um, feeling safer, more confident, more optimistic, which is just what rescue dogs need. Um, and yeah, so, um, in terms of past experiences, um, and, and what makes them special and what, what else could you say about that? Well, like I say, they have, all of them have different past experiences, whether obviously Romanian uh, rescue dogs of, often have really like bad experiences, bad start to life when they come from these kind of kill shelters, etc. But also dogs here might have not the best start in life, depending on where they're coming from. But it is really their past experiences, whether good or bad, um, that makes them so special because it really creates their personalities. Um, and really every rescue dog, and, and I mean, every dog has really their own true personality and quirks. Um, but I find it's always it's so lovely to see when you've got a rescue dog and they kind of open up and they kind of start showing their quirks. Um, Bonnie cracks me up every day um, when she rolls around my bed making funny noises um, and when she nudges me with her nose when she feels like it's her dinner time. Um, it's just the, the sweetest thing to see because she was the dog that was shut down when she arrived with me. Um, and now, you know, you can really see her little quirks um, coming out, which is, which is just lovely. And, you know, we can't forget that rescue dogs are sometimes also meant for great things. So they're rescue dogs competing in top end agility. Um, they work as certain rescue dogs um, or they even become TV and movie stars. So I've recently heard that um, one of the dogs that came from the rescue where I've got some of my, my dogs from actually starred in, in the co-op advert here on UK television. So, you know, they, they do have, you um, are meant for great things as well. Yep. They're not limited in their potential whatsoever. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and I think also for us as well, in terms of from our side of what it means rescuing a dog, it's actually a big mental health boost for us as well, because we're not only just caring for an animal and helping them grow, 
Um, but we actually potentially may save a life. And not just one life, but several, because we're not only adopting a dog, but we're also making space for another dog coming back into rescue. And I think they can teach us a lot about life and ourselves. Um, and, and really having a rescue dog makes you grow in yourself as well. Yeah, because um, dogs, they overcome struggles a little bit more optimistically than we do sometimes. Um, and they're, they're very much in the present, aren't they? Absolutely. And it, it really just makes you live a little bit more in the present as well um, and kind of appreciate what you have versus what you not have. Um, and, you know, you take the little wins sometimes rather than, you know, the end picture that you like to get. It's the little bits that you kind of start celebrating a little bit more as well. <laughs> exactly. So um, you've mentioned that you have two Romanian rescues. So what have you learned from your own rescue dogs? Well, first and foremost, patience. I am not the most patient person. I never have. Um, but if there's one thing that I had to learn, that was patience. Um, not only in giving them time and space to settle in, but just in general, um, working with them. Um, so one of my dogs is quite fearful and pressure sensitive. So actually having that patience um, is really necessary to kind of progress any of their learning um, because we had to take it in such small steps. And it takes a lot of self-discipline too, because we have to keep the session short. And I think we can all put our hand up when was to say that we like to overdo it sometimes. My hand is definitely up. <laughs> <laughs> and so, um, yeah, so really sorry, quick, Catherine, for the, those listening, um, could you just explain a little bit, just uh, expand on what a pressure sensitive dog would look like just for just for clarity? Yeah, absolutely. So when we talk about pressure sensitive dogs, it's really those dogs that um, tend to kind of shut down a little bit, I would say. So whether that's when you're in a training session and they start taking themselves out of the session and just walk away um, because they're feeling the pressure a little bit. But it could also be as simple as you wanting to interact with a dog. So you might walk towards them and they kind of run away, cower away. Um, they just start feeling the pressure. They might show any increase in stiffness because they can't necessarily walk away but they're starting to get really uncomfortable so it's these type of dogs um that that i mean by pressure sensitive um that are really struggling with that sort of interaction and kind of having any sense of right and wrong and that already in itself increases pressure when we're asking them to perform an activity um and and Sometimes these can be the most tricky dogs to train, actually, because you have to be so careful of how you interact with them. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, in terms of, you know, breaking things down and, and just setting them up for success, uh, which kind of brings us into training the dog in front of you um, and, and how have you maybe expanded on that concept with your rescue dogs? Yeah, so uh, really, you know, I've learned a lot about working with a dog in front of me because my dogs have all such very different personalities. So I have thinkers, I have doers, I have butterfly brains, I have life wires. Um, so actually it required me to really think about the different needs um, and to realize that not one size fits all. So even when I want to train the same behavior, I might actually have to change how I train it just to kind of fit with the skills that they have and the way they learn. So whether, for example, I want to teach a two feet up, 
with some I might shape it, with others I might lure it, depending on the abilities that they have and what fits best for their abilities as well. And we still achieve the same end result, it's just that we have to work with the dog in front of us. It's also um, taught me a lot about really listening to the dogs, um, the body language, even just their barking, because it's all communication. And put myself putting me and myself in their shoes um, has really helped me to support them even better um, because each of my dogs communicates slightly differently um, and understanding these nuances and how they communicate what might mean pressure for one might not necessarily mean the same for the other etc has really helped me as well as a PDT when I go out and support other owners um, and really picking up on these nuances in, in body language and dog communication. <laughs> yeah, dogs can teach us so many things. Thank you for sharing that, um, Katrin. And in terms of, for those listening, because I think rescue dogs are a passion for a lot of people. Um, there's a lot of rescues out th- dogs out there that have taught people, their owners so many wonderful things. Um, how can we help more rescue dogs? So I think for all of those game changers that are listening, I think there's so many ways you can support rescue dogs. Um whether that's volunteering, um, so go out to your local rescue volunteer, share your abilities as a game changer, what you've learned through Absolute Dogs and work with the dogs there and, and really support them and kind of getting them ready to enter a new home and getting them real life ready. Um, you can start fostering a dog um, so you can help that way and train the dog to then go back to go home to their forever family. Or uh, if you're a PDT, you can work with other owners um, and support them when they welcome a new rescue dog to their home as well. So there's lots of opportunities and I would really encourage um, everyone to kind of go out um, and support your local rescues, spread the word of how amazing rescue dogs can be and so that we can change the label to something that is really amazing. Thank you so much, Katrin. It's been such a pleasure speaking with you today. I think this is going to be a great episode for everyone to listen into. Um, For everyone listening, thank you for joining us on another episode of the Sexier Than a Squirrel podcast, where games-based training isn't just the future. It's the pathway to celebrating everyone, big or small, um, even with our rescue dogs. Uh, Stay tuned for the next episode.